Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Galatians, chapter 6. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. God will not be mocked. This word mocked, if you're taking notes, literally means to thumb the nose or to pout the lips. To thumb the nose, like, like I'm sinning and you ain't doing nothing about it. That's kind of what it means. Or to pout the lips. Like when you're sharing the word of God with somebody and you say, hey, you know, God's word says this and God's word says this is wrong and man, you shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, and they go, oh, well, well, God says this and God says that. And they begin to pout the lips. That's what the word mocked means. It means to thumb the nose or to pout the lips. And it is sad, saints, but true. People are mocking God today. Hollyweird is mocking God today. Pushing the envelope every new show. Yeah, the pastor has a TV. I have a TV. I'm sorry if you think that's wrong. Forgive me. God forgive you. (laughs) I'm like, clutch the pearls. The pastor has a TV. (laughs) Every new show, am I the only one getting this? Every new show pushing the envelope just a little bit more about what we will tolerate. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My bad. Endorse. So a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more strange and weird. A little bit more, a little bit more. People mocking God. And people think that they're getting away with something. Let me tell you something. Nobody, listen, be not deceived. Nobody is getting away with anything. God is not mocked, the Bible said, but people are deceived. And the reason people are deceived, one of two reasons. Number one is because they think that they're, you know, that, 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 that God must not be dissatisfied with what they're doing because nothing bad has happened. So God must be okay with it. Or they think that they must be special because they continue in sin and God has done nothing and they're special. Listen, Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 11, you might want to write that down, but it says this, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Did you hear me? In other words, just because God's judgment doesn't come quickly, people think that God is okay with their sin and they're mocking God. We have to understand something. Saints, listen, look at me. We have to understand something. We need to understand that God looks at time and God looks at life different than we do. We are deceived about that. 
The only reason that God hasn't judged sin is because God is giving man time to repent. I think of the story of Noah. In the Bible, the Bible tells us that Noah preached repentance for 120 years, and people mocked Noah, and they mocked and laughed at God. And God was patient, and God was patient, and God was patient until his patience ran out, and the people were destroyed. You see, God is waiting for men to repent. Romans chapter 2, perhaps you want to write that down in verse 4. Or despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. God is waiting for people to repent. God is never an endorser of sin. So Paul tells us, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows in verse Seven, that he will also reap. Now, saints, stay with me. Let me just share something with you. God is not, I've shared this before. Let me share again. God is not a respecter of persons. Can you say amen? Amen. But God is a respecter of principles. God is not a respecter of persons, but God is a respecter of principles. And one of the principles that God respects is the principle of seed time and harvest or the principle of sowing and reaping. Three things I want to talk to you about in the remainder of our time together this morning. Three things about sowing and reaping that we're going to talk about. Number one, listen, you will reap the same kind that you have sown. Number two, you will always reap later than what you have sown. And number three, we're going to talk about, you will always reap more than you have sown. Number one, you will reap the same kind that you have sown. Number two, you will always reap later than when you have sown. And then finally, we'll talk about in our remainder of time together, you will always reap more than you have sown. The first point in our outline, you will reap the same kind that you have sown. Would you please look back with me at verse 7? Look at verse 7. For whatever a man sows, are you looking at verse 7? If you're looking at it, say, I'm looking at it. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Do you see that word, that? That is a very important word in our text. Whatever a man sows, that or the same kind or the same thing, he shall also reap. Now in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, I'm sure you're familiar with this verse. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit, according to what, saints? It's kind whose seed is in itself. In other words, listen, whatever you sow, you will reap the same kind. It's as simple as that. And think about it this way. If it wasn't that way, there would be total confusion in the world. I mean, imagine putting a seed in the ground and you have no idea what's going to grow. There would be confusion. So this is not only true horticulturally, but it's also true spiritually. Listen, if you sow righteousness, 
If you sow love, if you sow joy, if you sow peace, you will reap righteousness, joy, love, and peace. If you sow friendliness, you will reap friends. Pastor Rodney, I just don't have any friends. Well, the question is, are you friendly? Some folk wonder why they never get invited to the party. Well, nobody ever invites me to the party. That's because you're not friendly. That's because you're a bummer. <laughs> Danny Downer, Debbie Downer, you're a bummer, man. If you want friends, you got to be friendly. That's why Usher Greeter's announcement was perfect for today. Just works right into my sermon. If you're going to be an usher, you've got to be friendly. You come to church, and I've had people tell me, well, I came to church and nobody spoke to me, which is very hard to believe that you came to this church and no one spoke to you. But okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you that. You came to church and no one spoke to you. Well, what happened? Well, I was standing over there just waiting, and no one spoke to me. I said, well, did you speak to anybody? Well, no, I didn't do that. Well, if you're looking like you look right now, I wouldn't have spoke to you either. <laughs> Standing there looking all mean, and nobody wants to come talk to you. Standing there looking, say something. <laughs> Got your Bible right here, too. Say something. I'll bite your head off. <laughs> nobody don't want to come say anything to you. If you want to have friends, you must first show yourself what, saints? Friendly. It's as simple as that. There's no, 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 no science to this. You reap what you sow. Now, conversely, listen, if you sow on the other side, are you still listening? If you sow on the other side, gossip and strife and discord and backbiting and lying, you will reap the same thing. The seed you sow that is spiritual will produce the same kind. And if it's carnal, it will produce carnality. You will reap what you sow. You know, I was reading, listen at this. Shocking, alarming, might I even say disgusting. I was reading this article, get this, on porn studies and college campuses. And this is true. Pornography studies in the world of academia is one of the hottest trends on college campuses right alongside food studies, disability studies, and Star Trek analysis. They are even, get this, they're even having porn stars come into classes to teach on the topics. Students are being allowed to conduct real-life studies in strip bars and adult bookstores for extra credit. One person doing this report said, college sure has changed. I remember when students just had to read and learn how to think. I read this and I thought, and what in the world do you think we will reap from that. What do you think we will reap? And what about the parents who are paying money to the universities? They are going to reap in the long run. You reap what you sow. Listen, we have natural laws, laws of thermodynamics. Things go from good to bad. We have laws of physics. We have laws of gravity. These are natural laws. Well, just like we have natural laws, listen, we also have spiritual laws. 
And a spiritual law is you will reap the same thing you sow. You won't sow to the flesh and reap from the spirit. You can't sow in the field of the flesh and harvest in the field of the spirit. It can't happen. And think about it. It works in your everyday life. I mean, think about it like this. If you make a deposit in the bank, you can't draw on that deposit from another bank. You say, wait a minute, Rodney, I can draw money from an ATM from around the world, anywhere in the world. Yes, you can. But you are drawing money off of the bank that you made the deposit. You have to make a deposit and then you can draw. This thing works out practically every day. We accept that. Well, the same thing is true spiritually. You will reap what you sow, the same thing that you have sown. Number two in our outline, you will always reap, watch this, later than when you have sown. Harvest comes later. The harvest comes after planting. You don't sow a seed today and harvest tomorrow. Ecclesiastes 3.2, write that down. There is a time to sow and a time to pluck up that which has been sown. Solomon said there is a season to sow and there is a season to reap and they are different. And the seasons are not simultaneous. We don't sow one hour and reap the next. You sow in the spring and you don't reap until the fall. It takes time and you must wait. That's a hard thing to do in our culture now, isn't it? Man, we live in a right now culture. We want, we order something, we want rush delivery. They got food nowadays. I was looking at a commercial. You put the whole box in the microwave. You don't even have to take the thing out the box. (laughs) You talk about hurry up. You must be hungry when you put the whole box in the microwave. We want it right now, man. You put the whole box in the microwave, put 30 seconds on it, it comes out, it's a full meal. I mean, I remember a time where you, if you want green beans, you got to heat the green beans up, and then you have to heat the chicken up, and then you have to heat the mashed potatoes up. Now everything is on one plate inside the box. Put the box in the microwave, put that thing on 30 seconds, come out, you got a whole plate of food. Because we want it right now. We live in a culture where everything we want right now We want to have it available right now. Hard to do in this culture. But the Bible says that we have to wait. And we have to learn to wait. You know, I honestly believe that should be a spiritual gift. The gift of waiting. Single folk. That sister said, don't start. (laughs) She said, don't start. Did y'all hear her over there? It's all here. She just talking. She said, don't start, but I don't know. I might have to say a little something. I mean, single folks, who was it? <laughs> At least she honest. She said, wait, wait, wait. I don't care how cute he is, wait. All of a sudden, all of a, it's amazing. You think he's cute this, this week? Give it about six months. You'd be like, you, better, you need to get away from me because you're ugly. It's amazing how things change when you wait. Wait on the Lord. The Bible says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. We need to wait. As it relates to this whole thing of seed time and harvest and reaping and sowing, listen, you always reap later than when you have sown. So you need to keep sowing into your marriage. 
Pastor Rodney, I've been sowing in my marriage. It doesn't seem like it's working out. I've been sowing and sowing into my kids, and it doesn't seem like it's working out. I've been sowing and sowing into my kids, and they won't go away. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it's working out. I've been sowing and sowing into my kids, and they keep coming back. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Parents, if you got kids that like left and came back, would y'all wave at me so I know it's not by... I'm not by myself. I, I, when I see him go, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know you're happy when you... <laughs> you know you're happy when you just kind of go crazy, you know. And then all of a sudden, they come back. And it's like, oh. Hey, sweetie, what you doing here? I thought you left. Well, I need to come home for a while. Well, how much is it going to cost me for you to get your own place? <laughs> no, you got to go. Because I, I, I'm tired of sewing. I've, I've had enough of that. But I've been sewing into these various areas of my life, and it doesn't seem like I'm reaping a harvest. Well, you got to keep sowing. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall, somebody help me, reap if you faint not. You'll reap if you faint not. So you have to keep on sowing and the harvest comes later. Finally, you will always reap more than you have sown. Will you please look at verse 8 with me again? He who sows to the flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will reap of the Spirit everlasting life. If you want to reap from the Spirit, then saints, listen, people, listen, you need to do things that are spiritual. Sometimes we wonder why we're having such a struggle in our flesh, having a struggle in our thought life. That's because we're not really doing anything spiritual to, 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 to renew your mind. The Bible says we need to renew our minds. So you're struggling in your flesh because you're feeding your flesh. You know, you got Sports Illustrated being delivered to your house and well, honey, it's just because I, I want to get the game stats. Keep up on my sports. Well, yeah, well, every other page is inappropriate. We're feeding our flesh. The things we're looking at, the things we're listening to, we're feeding our flesh. If you want to be strong in the spirit, listen, it just makes sense. I'm not telling you anything that doesn't make sense. If you want to be strong in the spirit, then you need to feed the spirit. How do you do that? Pray, listen to Christian music, do things that are going to build you up spiritually. Go to church, find a Bible study, disciple with someone. There's many, many things you can do to strengthen your spirit. Because if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. Hmm? And if you sow to the spirit, you are going to reap spiritual things. It's a spiritual law. Whatever you sow, that you will also reap. I mean, think about it like this. A farmer reaps the same as he has sown. If he plants wheat, wheat comes up. If you sow to the flesh, then your flesh will come up. Now watch this. A farmer reaps the same as he has sown, but not really. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, listen, if you sow an apple seed, the apple seed doesn't just grow more apples. It grows more apples with seeds. Huh? So if you sow to the spirit, you will reap not just material things, but something better. Paul says you're going to reap everlasting life. Christian, listen, 
you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap eternal life. If you're a Christian, you're going to walk on streets of gold. Don't forget. If you're a Christian, someday the Bible says you're going to see walls of jewels and jasper and pearls and stones. Read the book of Revelation. And we're going to look into the face of Jesus one day. And think about it. I mean, think of it this, this way. When you're in heaven with Jesus, I honestly believe it's going to occur to you then that there isn't anything you could have done to earn anything that you see. You're going to be so blessed. You're going to be so overwhelmed. It's going to be so awesome. You're going to be like, you know what? There's nothing on earth I could have done to deserve this. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I couldn't, nothing I could have done to deserve this. You're going to also realize that all your reaping, all your sowing on the earth was certainly worth it. And that you have reaped more than you have sown. When you get to heaven, you're going to realize that you have reaped more than you have sown. And whatever you give to God, don't ever forget this. Whatever you give to God, he will always give you more. Can you say a better amen than that? Whatever you give to God, if you give him your life, he's going to give you life abundantly. If you give him your time, he restores the years the locusts have stolen. If you give him your ministry, he'll give you anointing. If you give him your finances, he'll add and he will never owe you. God will never be a debtor to any man. Do you know God has never ever said, hey man, owe you one. (laughs) We say that. You see somebody, you owe somebody money. Hey man, yeah, I owe you, man. I, I know I owe you. Owe you one. Owe you one. God has never said that. God will never be a debtor to any man. God will never owe man anything. So if you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap eternal life. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't get weary in bearing burdens. Because the more you sow, the more you grow. In due season, you'll reap if you faint not. You got to keep your hope on that final harvest. And as we follow God's principles of sowing and reaping, brings us to verse 10. We need to be patient because the harvest doesn't come immediately. And because the harvest doesn't come immediately, it's easy to lose heart. And that's when we need to hang on, not get weary in well-doing. And then in verse 10, when you have opportunity to do good to all, do good to all, especially those in the church or those of the household of faith. Do good to those in the church. You know, in my personal life, plumbing, electrician, whatever personal things around the house, I try to seek those in the church who can provide those things. And don't misunderstand me. I don't think just because you're in the church and we go to church together that you ought to do it for free. <laughs> you know, some folks, they can try to go, go get the church folks because, you know, y'all spiritual and godly. I mean, you should work for Jesus <laughs> for free. I don't think that. You got a family to take care of as well. People do things for me. I say, you know what? Give me an invoice. Now, yeah, how you want to handle that, that's fine. But I want you to know, I don't expect that. But I look for those in the church to get those things done. The unfortunate thing that is oftentimes when you get folks to do stuff from the church and then they do a poor job, well, now you got a problem. And sometimes people are like, you know what? I don't want to get anybody from church because I don't want no problems. Because if they do a poor job and y'all go to church together, you got to go, man, you did a poor job. And they think they did a good job. And y'all go to church together. Y'all worship together. Now you might have a little problem. And a lot of times people don't want to deal with people from the church because 
they think that because, you know, they go to church with these people, you know, that there's going to be a problem if there is a problem. We need to do good to those in the household of faith, especially, the Bible says do good to all, but especially to those in the household of faith. We need to seek to be a blessing to one another, seek to encourage one another, and seek to build each other up, and always seek to be a good witness. If you have your own business, listen, seek to be a good witness above making money. Did you hear me? Seek to be a good witness. You know, nothing worse than seeing somebody, they got Jesus fish on their card, but they do business shady. There's nothing worse than that. Christians being a bad witness in the community, you know, saying they love Jesus, but they're charging you extra. I love Jesus, but I'm doing a poor job. Listen, if you got your own business, be a good witness. Don't hurt the kingdom by being a bad witness. Do good to all. That's everyone especially those in the household of faith. And then I leave you with this. This is a great quote. You'll love this. John Wesley, his rule for Christian living, get this, do all the good you can by all the means you can and all the ways you can in all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as ever you can. Do good. God will always honor you if you do good, even if somebody takes advantage of you, you have not lost a thing. Don't you know, Christian, if somebody takes advantage of you, you haven't lost a thing because you're doing good and what you're doing is in good conscience toward the Lord. Don't you know God sees? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that shall you reap. If you take advantage of me, that's going to be between you and God because you are sowing to the flesh and you will reap the same thing. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.